0: Put them in front. He doesn't miss. Romelu, oh, the little man, higher, longer than all around him. Gee, it's a good kick. It is a great kick. It's one for the ages. Oh, for a trampoline. I've just done it from nowhere. Cyril, has he got the journey? Rio, he has. He has. He has. He's kicked the goal, Cyril. What a beauty. Well, with a rampaging Richmond outfit booting Box Hill from VFL Premiership contention, that's all she wrote for the Hawthorne Football Club in season 2017. But there's still plenty to talk about from rumoured moves at the trade table and beyond the walls of the Rico Centre, there's an intriguing AFL final series in full swing. So let's get down to business. Welcome to the Hawk Talk Podcast, the most must hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason. I'm coming to you all the way from Ontario, Canada. And joining me is a man who opened up a couple of polls this week and people haven't been shy with their opinions. G'day, Tiz.
1: G'day, mate. Yeah, it's, um, it's a little bit hard. I feel like a Carlton supporter this week. Got nothing to play for and <laughs> just waiting for the trade table to come around.
0: I think they call this Hawthorne privilege.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, it's a weird feeling.
0: I know, it's, it's very foreign. Anyway,
1: I went to that game on the weekend. Uh, Geelong, Sydney Oh yes Barracking for the Swans Geelong just smashed them
0: Do you need me to qualify that the reason you were going for the Swans Is because you're obviously mates with my girlfriends So No,
1: no, no no, That was the lesser of two evils
0: (laughs) I love it's got nothing to do with that
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I figured that the Swans would do their regular gig Get to the grand final and uh, You know Not turn up but they did it a couple of weeks early, so...
0: They must have thought to themselves, why put it off?
1: <laughs> yeah, it did feel like that. They really didn't mount much of a challenge. I think uh, I think Adelaide will get rid of Geelong, hopefully, and then I don't care what happens in the other final, although it would be great to see GWS win. Because <laughs> <laughs> we are being inundated with Richmond, 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 everywhere. You look in the paper, on the radio.
0: See, the thing is, I've sort of been hiding away in my little Peterborough bunker in Canada. So, you know, if it's tiger time, I don't get it because it's in a different time zone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it's funny. They're all out of the woodwork. Oh, of course they are. They got no sense that they might fail this week. (laughs) 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 They're not reeling it in at all.
0: The stage (laughs) is set, isn't it, Tiz? It's perfect. But i, I got to admit, and maybe this is because of my separation from the coalface of it. I know it must be unbearable in those parts of Victoria at the moment. People are just going nuts for Richmond. Maybe it's because I'm out of that scene. I wouldn't mind it if Richmond went all the way, you know? Oh, they're walking down Bridge Road with their
1: scarves on and they're not even playing for two weeks, you know?
0: All right, fuck them. <laughs> nah, fuck them. Nah, I'm off the bandwagon. Just like that. But this is the thing, like I remember how I was with the Bulldog last year And, and that even continued right all the way to round 23 this year How much I was over that So I, I've got to be careful with what I wish for If Richmond get up, I will get sick of it very, very quickly
1: It's going to be hilarious 95,000 people Richmond go down to the 800 supporting GWS <laughs> Uh, there's been a few people asking what the insurance is at, at the MCG, just in case there's a little bit of a fracas, should the result not go the right
0: way. It's going to be borderline apocalyptic scenes at the MCG <laughs> if Richmond don't win that game. I'm, I'm slightly worried. Especially if
1: it's contentious. It'll be great.
0: <laughs> oh, well, I've, you know, this week, and I choose not to think it's a coincidence, I bought myself a calling card so I can just check up on my family after the after the game just be like is everything okay in melbourne <laughs> i felt something it was like a seismic sort of shiver all the way in canada Richmond must have lost.
1: The perfect scenario is the Luke Shuey scenario. That would be, <laughs> but with Toby Green uh, as, as chief antagonist, it would be great. What
0: about uh, Rance v Green part two? Has that happened before? Has it? I'm pretty sure it wasn't. It Green got into trouble with Rance earlier in the year, didn't he? Against Richmond.
1: Oh, is that one of his suspensions? Yeah, he did have a few, didn't he?
0: I could be wrong. It's they all bleed together after a while with Toby Green, don't they? Yeah, they're they're. They're making so many, um,
1: so many comparisons between Richmond and uh, Geelong in 2006 and six oh, and seven. Come it's on. It's getting unbearable. You
0: know what, Tiz? I don't actually mind that. Because the comparisons for Richmond and Geelong, as we know, historically, favour Hawthorne quite well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We can't really have any animosity awards, Richmond. We've never played a final against them. It's quite strange.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't have much writing on that. Um, but it is an intriguing final series. I... It isn't. It isn't. It's not. <laughs> I'm,
1: look, All but two games have been decided by more than 50 points. and uh... Okay,
0: I, when I say it's an intriguing final series, I say it's an intriguing final series now. It has not been, with the ex- with, with the exception of one game up to this point, it's been pretty shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the one game of the also Rans that were never gonna do anything.
0: Well, yeah, well that well, that's also true, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was uh it's a bit sad to see Sammy go out that way to a to a crowd that was almost non-existent.
0: Yeah, but uh that that frees him up to uh come back to the homeland, the motherland, the Hawthorne Football Club, and the Peter Crimmins Medal. Geez,
1: that was announced pretty quickly, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like... You know what it's like. <laughs> it's it happened with the speed of a teenager who's just moved past a phase. <laughs> <laughs> like Hawthorne, the mother and father, the Hawthorne Football Club have gone, come back, come on, you know, if you move past that phase now, you, you're done with the Eagles thing, you just, you just come on <laughs> back to us. It is a
1: bit like that, but of course he'll be over there coaching next year, so... Just been looking at their list. They're they're in a little bit of trouble. The West Coast.
0: Well, the only saving grace for them is they regain Nananui, who you'd you'd assume by the time the season round one rolls around next year, he'd be fine. But um, yeah, apart from that, they're in a bit of strife.
1: It's weird with the lists at the moment. Some people have delisted their players. Other clubs haven't. You know, we've still got our best and fairest to come, which of course Sam's going to. But there won't be any delistings until then. Is Sam Mitchell a chance to win it? <laughs> <laughs> he had a phenomenal year. Really, he played twenty-two out of their twenty-five games. I mean, it's a decent output. He saw pretty submitted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you'd take Mitchell over uh, Jordan Lewis, wouldn't you? Based on this year,
1: oh, Jordan wasn't too bad. He did his old thing where uh, he only stands up when he has to. You know, <laughs> he was waiting for the he was waiting for the young guys to kick in and and then he ups his game as finals come around. That's what Hawthorne do.
0: Yeah, but you just describe standing up when you have to, which is famously not what Melbourne do. Yeah, but
1: Jordan was one of the leading lights when they were, you know, when they really had to move it. Jordan stepped up. It was just the rest of them didn't.
0: Yeah, he was serviceable. He was I will admit that. Let's talk about the polls. We got onto a massive tangent there. <laughs> you started a couple of Twitter polls this week that I really wanted to discuss. Let's oh, take a really? look at the first poll you opened up. <laughs> It's simply read, and this you know, if you want to jump on the the polls are closed now. But if you want to get in touch with us at Hawk Talk Pod, listeners, that's where you want to go. Also, we're we're on iTunes, so rate right and review us there, and we're also on SoundCloud, find us there, and uh, hit us up. But let's take a look at this first poll. Now, you invited yeah. people to cast their vote for either Billy Hartung or Kurt Heatherly. Who do you offer a contract to first? Yeah, oh. but you, you didn't say that. You said. He put it as bluntly as "make your choice." I did. It's <laughs> very, yeah. it's very hard line, wasn't it? Well, that's what it comes to. I was surprised it was so uh,
1: close. To be honest,
0: yeah. Well, um, we we got a bit of stick from one of our listeners, Grace, she <laughs> had a dick at us for uh, putting it out to the people as if the choice was so obvious. But as it turns out, it was close, as you mentioned. Well, she didn't say she didn't say what her choice was, though. She just said it was obvious. I think I can say this with confidence: she's one of the more vocal, heavily detractors out there. In the uh, the social media sphere.
1: Oh no, I thought she was all over Kurt. <laughs> that was that was my opinion.
0: Well, it, it ends up the final results: 126 votes, 59% chose Hartung, 41% chose Heatherly. So a bit closer than either of us thought, really.
1: Yeah, considering that uh, Hartung was a staple in the side for much of the year, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. really bode well.
0: No, I no, it does. I think it, um, it it emphatically represents people's frustrations with him. If anything. But uh, also, know, yeah, who do you who do you offer a contract to? I tell you what, if you don't offer a contract to Hartung, if he moves on, I'm not sure what we're doing for leg speed. Yeah,
1: well, missed out on Lockie Whitfield and Josh Kelly. Oh, and... we'll
0: get to that. Where we will absolutely oh, discuss some of that. The, the slim pickings at the trade I'm table. I'm getting worried. <laughs> well, you should be getting worried. But back to Hartung and Headley. If it's if it's a question of either or, in you know that world we presented, where it has to be that choice. Um. I just don't know why you'd pick Heatherly. Uh, if anything, the the major story we saw in season 2017 for the Hawks is not only the kids standing up, but it's where on the field they stood up. And we just don't need another understudy for the back line right now. We, we, I mean, we had what, three out most of the year, three key backmen. Mm. Birchall, Stratton and Frawley were out most of the year. And even then he only got a look, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, once once they're fit and firing and available, I just... Do, do you need another backman? I mean, how you know, it, it just seems like we've got all of a sudden excessive depth in the back line. Uh, we need more leg speed. We know that. But, I mean, uh, as a side note, I think probably the most dire thing as a key forward. But if you're choosing between leg speed and a backman, I think the choice is pretty clear for mine.
1: Ah, But there's a lot of blokes that can run around real quick and not get the ball. I mean, get the ball and not (laughs) kick it to anybody. So, (laughs) you know, it's a question of whether you want the gorilla who can take down a key forward and not really provide much offensively or whether you want someone running around the outside. So I I do think he has a bit more... uh, usefulness to us, Heatherly. He's a little bit harder to find than a hard-tongue type. Yeah, maybe. I just uh,
0: don't see him getting much of a chance next year, that's all.
1: You know, these these blokes are getting a bit older. It's not like they've played only seasons. They've played finals as well. They've almost played another season of finals, some of these fellas. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, the other poll was interesting, which was more of the younger players.
0: Yeah, so the other poll asked which player out of the four young guns you chose... Uh, Should Hawthorne move to recontract first? Now, there was a choice of Lovell, Wilsmore, O'Rourke, and Stewart. Now, uh, the results are very interesting. Lovell was the overwhelming favourite from 155 votes. He took a 54% share. And next, we had Kate Stewart on 24%. Now it gets really interesting because O'Rourke, amazingly, for all the time he's missed, he beat out Dallas. Yeah, he did. 14% to 8%. It's a bit tough on Dallas, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, he's being, he'd be probably
1: the best in form there out of those four. But obviously, people have seen enough. And uh, they're prepared to give O'Rourke a bit, more, a bit more time due to his number two selection
0: in the draft. But... Uh, I mean, what what did Willsmore play in the seniors? He played two games, didn't he? Yeah, but... He played against Sydney. He debuted against Sydney, which we won, thanks to that rough ed goal. And then he played the next week in, against Port, which was just probably our worst blowout for the year and historically one of our worst as well. Yeah. So, if, <laughs> like how are we supposed to measure... The guy's potential in the seniors, based on those two guys. Ga- yeah, I don't know. It's harsh. And then you've got uh, Lovell, who missed most of the year,
1: but uh, I guess we're giving him another chance. It's interesting to see how the followers uh, vote, <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I hope we keep Lovell. That's about. That's about how I feel about it. I'll, I'll, I'd want to. F- Probably keep Lovell and uh, probably O'Rourke. Yeah. I reckon he's still got a little bit to give, but there's question marks about Stewart and his leg speed. Yeah, yeah, and uh, whether he's really going to be able to step up to the AFL. I,
0: I did start the year very uh, high on Cade Stewart, and I've sort of mellowed on him at the end of this season. I don't know. I, I hoped for for better things this year, but I mean he's young. I, I don't want to be too harsh on the guy. He's only at the start of his career, and you know we saw glimpses, and hopefully he's able to recapture that. Um, I mean, but out of the four, though, I'm not sure we lose any of that of those four. Uh, O'Rourke, by way of just injury concerns, might be the first out of the door for mine. But even so, I don't really want to see any any of those four leave us. So I don't know a tough
1: one. Uh, you gotta make room for the next blokes which
0: uh it's an interesting thing tiz because uh who are the next blokes because i'm looking at who we could bring into the club oh, and here we go it's getting pretty dire did you say Lockie keith <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is getting a bit bad but um there's still some free agents
0: restricted and otherwise well, I mean, this week, unfortunately, it's with a heavy heart that we make our obligatory Josh Kelly mention, because he uh, he officially recommitted to the Giants, so that's the end of that. We can't pin our hopes on Josh Kelly anymore, because that ain't happening.
1: But on the plus side, he didn't go to Essendon, so uh, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. That's a win. Yeah, well, it's all about perspective, isn't it? And that's our silver lining. <laughs> <laughs> they reckon they're going to get Jake Stringer now. Because apparently he's on the outer at the Dogs. He
0: is. Uh, and he must, must be
1: terribly hard to manage. I mean, he's yeah. their top goal scorer the last, or well, the previous three years, and, and yet, you know, they can't find a way to keep him on the list.
0: No, I, I'm not really sure. And and he... I'm not really sure what's happened there, because I read something today. I was I was looking at the AFL website, and he admitted to being quite shocked by the, the talk that he was on the trade table. So... I don't know. It's It doesn't seem like it's a move that he's initiated that he really insisted on getting out of there. It's just the Bulldogs are quite happy to see him go, which is, I don't know, not sure what's happened there.
1: Yeah, clash of personalities. They, I think Bob Murphy was quoted as saying he's not one for the daily grind, whatever that means.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because um, reading this article on Stringer, which is on the AFL uh, website at the moment, um, he he actually does confess to uh, perhaps not working quite as hard as as he could have, which is interesting from a player perspective. When you're about to be on the market and you're looking at you're looking at other clubs to go to, I'm not sure. You know, you can just you can picture his agents in the background, like a meter from him in the interview, going X and a on the work rate a. <laughs> <laughs> But that but there's
1: blokes like that throughout the AFL who have become champions like. Dane Swan, you know, <laughs> yeah, his work yeah. rate was pretty low.
0: Yeah, which he's a, he's fessed up to.
1: Um, Stevie J another.
0: Yeah, it was, it was a great six-goal performance playing on no one, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it.
1: And uh, I hope he plays against the Tigers.
0: Now, look, before, um, before anyone jumps in and has these uh, these grand plans of luring uh, Jakey Stringer to Hawthorne, we will not see him in the brown and gold because Al Clarkson's come out and said, it's a no from me. He's categorically just said, "Look, I, I rate him as a player, fancy him as a player, but no, uh, no, nah, nah, I'll pass. Double bluff, mate. Double bluff. Oh, you reckon? <laughs> is this is this the big move that Hawthorne's <laughs> been planning all along?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, hard time for Stringer. There you oh, go. Oh boy, <laughs> All this is mounting to, we're talking about Stringer and Kelly and, they're they kind of dead ends for Hawthorne, So you want Motlop, don't you? <laughs> no, it's not where I was going with that. He is on the list of people still available, but uh, no, do not need Motlop. Um, I, I'm just going to put it out there though. 2017, pretty entertaining year of footy, right? Uh, but in terms of of like these earth-shattering moves that we were promised the season's been a bit of a letdown, hasn't it? It's looking like a huge anti-climax. Because if you you look through and examine all the names the media tipped would get to stepping at the end of the season, you've got Martin, he resigned, Mm. Kelly, Fife, Whitfield, they all stayed put. So who's left his? I've got the list here, but off the top of your head, is there anyone you want?
1: Well, Rockcliffe is the obvious one that's looking to... is the want away, and I think... um... The other big move might be Bryce Gibbs to Adelaide in the off-season from Carlton, depending on... And imagine them with Bryce Gibbs this year, they sh- if they'd got him in last year's trade period. Wow.
0: Yeah, that'd go all right. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's look at this list. It might not be updated, so people are going to have to excuse me for that. I get my info from the AFL, so it's their fault. Like a lot of things in life, it's their fault.
1: Well, you've got the Melbourne discards to go with.
0: Yeah, you, you've called that. Uh, you got you got those guys. You got Trengrove from Melbourne. You got Spencer as well. Former
1: captain Jack Trengrove appointed captain 2012, along with Jack Grimes, both out of AFL at
0: the moment. It's pretty um, dire. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? And this is the the Melbourne Football Club, you say, the notoriously well-run organisation. Incredible. Anyway, let let's go through by club. I'm just gonna I'm gonna riff all the way from Adelaide to um to the Western Bulldogs here. Uh, well, West Coast, as it were. We've got no Bulldogs names on this list.
1: I'm going to stop you when I'm interested in a player. We'll see how far we get. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we got Otten from Adelaide. you got Beams, Rockcliffe. You said Rockcliffe, and that, that'd be my pick as well. Head and shoulders above the rest of the, this list, mind. Simpson, White, Keith, your man. Sinclair, <laughs> Thomas, Hocking, Howlett, Ballantyne, Clark, Johnson. Wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. Wait, wait. Zach Clark.
0: You want Zach Clark.
1: Haven't seen a lot of him for a long time, but uh if he can get his if he can get his body right, he could be good for us.
0: Where where would you play him?
1: Ruck resting forward. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. Gives us a bit of depth again. I mean it pushes Pitnet back another. Another spot, though.
0: Yeah, I think he's uh, he's already got a hill to climb, Pitternet. So um, I, I don't think that looks very good for him if we uh, if we suddenly get Clark in the mix. Just speaking of Freo players, the Harley uh is looking to return to
1: Melbourne, and apparently Hawthorne's interested, along with Melbourne and some other club beginning
0: with a... Did, did I read? <laughs> did I read today that um, <laughs> who was it? Essendon's list manager or someone said that. Uh, Hang on, I need to find this before I go on. No, they're a destination club, man. I remember it like it was (laughs) yesterday. You've saved me the trouble. That that was the quote, yeah. He's like, I'm a bit bemused as to people, why people wouldn't think we're a destination club. It's like, are you serious? Do you hear yourself?
1: Yeah, in the same way, Townsville is the destination for mystery flights. Essendon (laughs) is the destination for (laughs) AFL players.
0: (laughs) Oh, I could not believe that. (laughs) <laughs> my only regret was I couldn't actually attach the picture of Willy Wonka <laughs> that, that Willy Wonka meme. I just had to write it. I thought that conveyed my cynicism enough. Oh boy, how can you even keep a straight face saying shit like that? Yeah, they uh, they usually fail to land big fish, but uh,
1: they don't. Gen- they've been generally doing pretty well at the um at the draft. I
0: wonder how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, after Frio, who have we got? Yeah, all right, we move on. We we, we pick up the rest of the list. Uh, let's see, we've got Cowan, uh, Menzel, Motlop. See, they're both interesting players, aren't they? Menzel and Motlop. More Menzel for mine. What does Chris Scott think of Menzel?
1: Uh, what What are they doing? Are they going to get Stringer and Devin Smith from GWS and Ablett. Oh, I tell you what. It's a hell of a list they'd have. Of course, they are losing a couple of key defenders, so it'll bring them back to the pack, but um, I don't see how they can get them there.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, even if they do, I don't have much fear. I know I should be shaking in my boots with the rumours surrounding Geelong and who they might bring into the club, but as we know by now, Tiz, Geelong's kind of always the bridesmaid, aren't they? I mean, what have they done for a number of years? They're kind of like Sydney. They're they're just just a shit Sydney, aren't they?
1: Can we kick Sydney for a little while? It feels good. (laughs) I started booing, buddy. Oh, come on. Yeah, no, I did. Because he was just just so out of it. Either he shouldn't have been playing, or... uh, It was so frustrating to watch. Longmire just continued to do the same thing the whole match. Yeah. Didn't bother to try and change anything. It was just inevitable. We... We ended up leaving early in the last quarter. Oh, hello. Because it just wasn't worth watching.
0: No, that's fair. No, I understand that. I normally, you know, I think it would be uh, normally pretty fun to tease my girlfriend on that one to, um, you know, give her a bit of shit for walking out on on the club. But uh, look, I can't say I would have stuck around. That's that's a tough pill to swallow and they, they were average. They were worse than average.
1: What happens next year? And they don't pick Tippett and yet he's not on the trade table. You can't tell me that's true. And Alier Alier goes most of the year playing in the seconds. Something's going on there. Because he looked phenomenal last year. He looked terrific.
0: Alier was such a great story last year. He's a gun. But uh, I-, I can tell you that Harley has come out. Tom Harley's come out and said they've got no intention of moving Tippett or Alier on. So, um, yeah, I don't know what happens with Sydney from here. They'll
1: probably get a lovely draw next year, be in the top eight again. Yeah, well, probably. Can't wait for our draw, as a matter of fact.
0: I am so excited for 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm I pretty much, you know, the, the finals are a formality now. <laughs> like, I am interested to see who takes out the whole thing, but... I can't wait for next season. I'm rearing to go already. Well, I think I think it shows
1: that the fixture is pretty compromised this year the manner of how the bottom four have been sort of turfed out of the out of the finals mix. It shows that um Port Adelaide and and Essendon even even West Coast to some extent shouldn't have been there. They didn't have the game plan they didn't have the personnel.
0: No, that's right. Now, I need to get through this list, Here oh, We're okay. almost done. Now obviously There's no we've one on got the Spencer. List. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been rumbled. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, so, we've got the Melbourne boys. Yeah. Uh, you got Thompson and then Trengo from Port. So, Trengo's on his way to Victoria, apparently.
1: Oh, He's it. already walked out of Port Adelaide. And I felt that Ken Hinckley would be going, too. I honestly thought... Why would you hang around at Port Adelaide when they, they're they up one year and down the next? You're liable to lose your contract if you're not careful. But he got a three-year extension when he would have got five years at Gold Coast, you would have imagined. So, uh, yeah, obviously the list up at Gold Coast must be frightening to uh, prospective coaches. But
0: the, <laughs> the terms and conditions of a Gold Coast contract is you coach for five years, but you actually age 50. <laughs> and you must hug fish so (laughs) you sign on the dotted line and then there's a puff of smoke and you can hear like you can see a demon creature cackling in the shadows
1: (laughs) and then Ablett leaves and
0: uh... (laughs) it it is quite ironic because he is you know he's a he's a man of faith it's quite apt that he's such a religious figure for that club you know, he is the shining light. He is the messiah of that club. And once he leaves, they are done. But he loves that role. Of, of course he would. And he's going to play that role if he goes down to Geelong. Oh, look, if, if he does end up at Geelong, I look forward to it backfiring spectacularly. <laughs> the, the, the thing I would wish on Geelong, and it's fine because, you know, you know, mateys, I would never wish evil or harm on another individual what i would do is wish it on an entire football club so what i hope happens is everything that happened this year with O'Meara happens with Ablett to Geelong next year if he winds up there i just cannot put up with that being a successful move
1: is there um is there a curse going going with Richmond has it just ended or something isn't it i heard about this a while ago and i can't I can't remember. It's something like KB got turf from the from the coaching, mm. and they haven't won. They haven't done anything in finals since, mm. and it's about thirty years since that time. And I'm just wondering if it's like the old collywobbles curse, and finally
0: they're going to be at the end of it. Right? You reckon the the stars are aligning or something? and it all it's all coming to an end. <laughs> I don't know, but maybe. Uh, uh, when when I say the stars are aligning, I mean they first align. Then they fall out of the sky, and it's a fiery <laughs> apocalyptic doom for everyone. <laughs> and this is if Richmond win. Never mind if they lose. I love it
1: when, uh, whenever Richmond win, not only do they win, but they. It has to be mentioned that the publicans in Richmond also win.
0: Ridiculous. Now, uh, before we move on for Richmond, because I know we've banged on about them a bit this podcast. Um, what, what I will say, if there is a curse, the end of it tis. And call me a romantic about this, the end of the curse just invites the beginning of a new curse. (laughs) See, it's like the circle of life. It's kind of, you know, it's quite quite beautiful, in fact. Now, there was one delisted free agent that I liked, Mm -hmm. and
1: I still like, Ryan Harwood of the Brisbane Lions. Okay. I noticed him in fantasy a couple of years ago, and he hasn't done much for a little while. But it'll be interesting to see whether he gets another spot on a list. I wouldn't mind him at Hawthorne. He gets
0: a lot of the ball. Yeah, he does. Where where would you play him in that case at Hawthorne? He would be an ageing outside player. Alright, so what what conclusion have we come to about who's coming to the club? It sounds like no one. It sounds like we're raiding Brisbane's cupboard, if anything. And then that's it.
1: Well, we're going to have to move some people on if we're to do
0: anything. So uh, Otherwise, we're just going to go to the draft. Uh, now we move on from that stuff. I, I really just to move on from the prelims once and for all. I want to get your tips before we get to some more hawk stuff. Um, so who who do you have winning the prelim finals this week? Ooh, uh, the heart says GWS, the head says GWS,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and what's the other one? Oh, Adelaide, Adelaide Thrash, Geelong, I think. Adelaide looked to have the back line to match Geelong, and um, I'm not sh- sure of the fitness of Paddy Dangerfield. I'm not sure whether he wasn't played in the middle because he isn't right.
0: That's been um, Chris Scott's go-to before, is when Danger's underdone, he chucks him in the forward line. It's a He's a tactical mastermind. I don't know if you knew that, Tiz.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had that rammed down my throat Yeah, over the radio on the weekend. Yeah.
0: Wow, what a genius to put you pretty much your best, the best player in the league just about. Turns out, turns out you stick him in front of goals and he might nab a few. Who would have thought? Not only that, but you put
1: your most experienced defender in the back line because (laughs) another experienced defender was a laid out now that is true genius genius genius. right there no one else could have thought of that kevin cheedy would have been scratching his head at that
0: moment just one of the great all-time finals moments from chris scott what a masterful coaching maneuver now speaking of the all-time great finals moments uh al Stocks got in touch with us one of our listeners if you want to get in touch with us at hawk talk pod on twitter that's where we want to hear from you um Al Stocks, he said, are you following the final showdowns they're posting on the Hawthorne FC website? Did they get the moments right? What were the noticeable omissions? And he suggests that he reckons the first flag could have got to mention, the 71 grand final comeback, Hodges' Smother against Port, and uh, good old Crawford, that's what I'm talking about! Which is a pretty good list he's uh, submitted there that didn't make the cut. Have you seen any of these clips, Tiz?
1: Yeah, I've seen a few of them. Uh, and voted in a few, but I haven't been following it too
0: closely. You've got the knowledge to back it up. You, you're going to know these are some of the best moments in our in the club's finals history of all time. So I reckon we can go through some, and uh, we could just riff on what it, what exactly we think of them.
1: Isn't there a moment where Stevie Lawrence knocked out Peter Sumich and then apologized? That was pretty. Oh, I think that was in a final. That
0: that should have been on there. Yeah, I was going to say if it wasn't a final, it didn't make the list. Sadly,
1: <laughs> Stevie Lawrence, very devout man. Didn't mean to do it, and uh, <laughs> which was carried off.
0: <laughs> I, I must point out, we, we are mostly looking at goals with this list.
1: Where, where's the thuggery? There should be more thuggery in the list.
0: The is about two decades old, mate. You don't get much thuggery anymore. <laughs> hey, speaking of, did you see Thomas Bug uh, was in the uh, GWS rooms? Yeah, well, like the bill winner, don't you? I think that's the closest he's come to crashing a pack. Ooh, I like Bug. <laughs> of course you would. He just gone on a limb and celebrated the biff of, of <laughs> yesteryear. Of course you like Thomas Bug.
1: I just... He's just a competitor. He's, he knows he hasn't got the greatest skill in the world and he puts everything <laughs> he has into it.
0: does he? Maybe he does? I don't know's <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's got he's got personality. I like the players that show their personality. We're on the sleeve. Like-
0: he, he's got air quotes personality. He's an air quotes real character. <laughs> Not
1: Barry Hall, mate. It's not Barry Hall, it's Tom Bug. Alright.
0: <laughs> mate, if it was Barry Hall, you reckon I'd be saying any of this? Ooh, no.
1: <laughs> Apparently he tracks people down pretty quickly. Anyway. <laughs> um... Alright,
0: we move on. Let's talk let's talk <laughs> Hawthorne highlights in, in, in finals history. Um I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the ones that they presented and we can riff on those and see which ones you would have picked. Um now we got Rioli's effort on the wing from the 2008 Grand Final, 2008. Yeah, uh, that's it, massive. That goes head-to-head against his takedown of Hutchings in the 2015 Grand Final.
1: Well, I think the 2008 should have won there.
0: Yes, so do I. I'm, I'm not sure who prevailed in that one, but that's the one I would have picked as well.
1: They don't have Cyril's goals then. Or well, how about that moment where he kicks into the goal square and Ruffy marks it? That's a wonderful moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can see Ruffy mouthing an apology afterwards. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And uh, Cyril could not believe it. It was great. It was terrific on the um, on the grand final review, you know, that they do. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, the recall, that yeah. That was great, yeah.
0: For anyone who hasn't seen the grand final recalls, I think they're still hovering around YouTube somewhere. So give it a YouTube, you might be able to find it. Uh, if not, I might be just the guy to upload it again.
1: What about the moment when Dipper walks in <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, got five of them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I tell you what, shout out to Dipper. He is good value on Instagram as well, oh, since is he? we're plugging things. Get around the Grand Final Recall and get around Dipper on Instagram.
1: He's just a good entertainer all around, Dipper.
0: He is. He seems like a fantastic bloke. We've got to get him on the show, Tiz. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, you got to accost him on trams when you see him, Nick. Uh, that's
0: that's uh, a lesson. Oh... <laughs> uh.
1: All right, the one the one I remember was um, Johnny Barker's. They had a poll for that yes. Johnny Barker over at Port Adelaide.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, they matched him up against uh, Franklin's goal against Adelaide in the elimination final.
1: Oh, now yeah, that's that's tough because that was an awesome moment. It felt like the. The, uh, the clouds had lifted over Hawthorne that day.
0: Yeah. Now, we, we've discussed the, uh, the goal against Adelaide before on this podcast and how I almost lost consciousness. <laughs> um, so i, I got to say, that's the clear winner for mine. I would pick that every day of the week. Mind you, watching uh, Barker on TV kick that goal, mm-hmm. I remember being um, almost as elated. I love that goal. I've never forgotten that. Dunstall at Subiaco in the qualifying final. Uh, matched with uh, Jew in the 2008 grand final. Which which purple patch do you like better?
1: Oh, easy. Is it? Yeah, definitely. Against the Cats. I was there. Counts for a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you're preaching to the choir. That was my first grand final.
1: Yeah, and that's the problem with a lot of
0: these bowls. Yeah. More people have seen the latest stuff. Than... But having a look at Dunsell's performance in that qualifying final, it, it was just insane. The one-on-one contests that like immediately convert into goals. Because if he hadn't have won those contests, then forget about it. Just, just an incredible performance. I think it's
1: eighty-seven. He went down with a knee injury. We were, we were thirty or thirty-five points up, and then we lost the game by about forty. You know, that's how integral he was to that side.
0: How about this? Hodges' miracle goal from the pocket in the twenty fifteen grand final. Oh
1: yeah, when he centred it. Yep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, against uh, Burgoyne, he doesn't miss, gets the hearse for the curse in the 2013 prelim.
1: Burgers, every
0: day of the week. Yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> just impacted the result right then and there, took the moment. And it went over the top of Bartell too, it was his best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so much delicious Sheldon oh, so
1: forgets. Everybody forgets Brad Hill's goal though. Yeah, no, it was good. Which was... That was massive too.
0: That um I mean that that helps set in motion the next three years really, that that performance. I mean, didn't look back after that. Went marching to a three. Yeah, the
1: determination of that of that team in that moment was incredible.
0: It really was. There there's a couple I've left off. I, I can see uh we've gone into like the tournament final. It's it's like a tournament set up that people vote for. and and we we're we're trying to determine the best goal. Of all time in finals, according to fans, and I, I see tournament finals. So far, we've got one that's up there. It, the contest is between Langford from the Boundary in 2014 in mm. that grand final uh, against Stewie Hughes third quarter. I think that'll be a clear result, don't you? I do. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be due, surely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you've got a miraculous goal that will probably never be repeated. That's incredible. But I mean, due turns the entire game. So you know. No contest.
1: There's that moment where Crawford kicks to him as an outlet.
0: Hard to move Stewie Dew in that situation. He actually took the mark, and you're like, How he shouldn't have really. He was perfect call from committee. Yes. Hard to move Stewie Dew in that situation. It's just Yeah. Oh, it's just uh, so many good snippets of commentary, like uh Bruce McAvane is saying they've run out of ideas by the look of them. So on point. It's exactly what was happening at the time.
1: It must be terrifically difficult to turn up to a grand final as a commentator and know that everybody's going to be listening to this. Oh, yeah. Everybody from the winning side is going to be listening to this for a few years
0: yeah absolutely and I think you know again returning circling back around to Hawthorne privilege geez we've had not only had some great moments like I mean not only had some great moments plenty of them called beautifully but also as I just chuckled to myself then how many teams could compile a list of moments and run their own tournaments
1: (laughs) Without having to resort to black and white. I mean, (laughs) it's pretty good.
0: (laughs) Dig out the VHS. Oh, we taped over it. Uh, all right. Well, we move on from that, and we bring bring us into the uh, the present season.
1: Oh, this is the sobering. <laughs> no,
0: it's it's all right. No, it's a it's a happy occasion. We review the the 2017 season because Hawthorne, their website has uh has reviewed the top five goals of the year. Now they did a list longer than that, but I'm just going to look at the top five. I want to get your thoughts on these, right? So, top five goals of 2017 for Hawthorne. Coming in at number five, we've got Luke Hodge. His goal against Geelong in his 300th game with 20 seconds to go. Now, that was a hell of a moment. Yeah,
1: massive. I don't think he he realised it was going through. It was... um... One of those moments. And there wasn't time to celebrate. They just set up for the next one. But that was a huge goal.
0: Yeah, almost stole it right from under Geelong's nose. Wasn't to be, unfortunately. But uh how about a nail-biting finish that did go our way? Number four, Ruffy Nails' his set shot to get Hawthorne over the line at the SCG. It's deja vu for the Swans, and wasn't it just delicious?
1: That would have been my number one, but go on. <laughs>
0: it would have been my number one, too. When I was watching the video and that came in at number four, I went... She's bugging me dead if I know what the next three are. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that is just a crowning moment. Anyway, we come in at number three, and I've got to admit, it's one I like. I probably wouldn't have put it at number three ahead of Ruffy, but Ryan Burton from 50 meters against Adelaide. Okay.
1: Yep, that's bloody good. Yeah.
0: It it was a good one. I don't know if it's ahead of Ruffy, but I'll I'll pay them that. Number two. This one lingers recently in the memory. Sicily's long bomb from inside the square in round twenty-three against the dogs.
1: Mm, okay,
0: don't know if it's number two. I think the I think the celebrations number one. Yeah, pray tell, what the hell scored number one?
1: I was probably Langford finally kicking one. Is it? Is
0: that- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been perfect. Oh, would have fallen off my seat laughing. <laughs> I reckon. No, yeah. I, unfortunately, it wasn't Langford. Um it's one that I
1: honestly... I know. Is it Jager Ramirez from The Boundary?
0: In, in, the, in the JLT series. In the JLT series. <laughs> 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 that was a wonderful goal. Yeah, it was. It was very good. I wish I could say it was... I, I remember that one. one. When this clip started up, I was scratching my head thinking, "What? what goal is this? Now, it was against Sydney at the MCG... It was a really good team goal. It ended, ended with Burgoyne on the run, dashing inside forward 50 and slotting it through. Um, why it gets number one, I suppose it was pretty good team movement up up the wing right. and fighting off opponents and that pressure. But uh, have a look for yourself, listeners. Hawthorne's website, Hawthornfc.com.au, number one in the top five goals. It's a good one, but I think Ruffy's been a bit stiff there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, I would have put Ruffy number one. Although it does go close to Burton's. That was a terrific couple of shimmies and then to put it through against the home crowd.
0: It depends what criteria you're measuring them against, I guess. For me, if you look at that Ryan Burton one, I lost my mind watching (laughs) that. I carried on like Isaac Smith carries on after a goal. I
1: still enjoy that moment, watching Smithy go back and drill that against Frio.
0: Oh, yeah. And then
1: seeing Stratton come up to him and tell him to shut up and, yeah. <laughs> and Hodge telling him to shut up. and <laughs> It's just great.
0: <laughs> oh, look, it was a celebration befitting the moment, so uh, I don't mind it. I get he had to pull his head in, but what a goal.
1: I'm so looking forward to Hodge's um, book coming in the post too. That's going to be terrific.
0: This is what I wanted to raise with you. We have all our meetings on air, listeners. Uh, this is what I wanted to raise with you, Tiz before we uh, wrap this pod up. Uh, How long have we got, anyway? Oh, it's actually quite the the length that we usually go. I thought it was a short (laughs) one. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Um, What I wanted to bring up is Hodge's book is coming out. Are we going to do a little bit of a review? Not too in-depth. I don't want to spoil it for people, but we're going to talk about this, aren't we? I don't know. Can we review it before everyone's read it? (laughs) What's
1: the (laughs) What's the policy? Um we just have a spoiler alert.
0: Yeah, well I th- I think we we uh be general about it.
1: Oh well done, sir. That's the general. <laughs> We're gonna be general about the book.
0: Yep. Still got it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we signpost the fact that th- it might be a bit spoilery, but uh, I don't know. I think people would be curious to hear our takes on it. I'm certainly curious to read it. Um, I- I'm going to pay about $130 to get it shipped here. So Really? D- well, I don't know how much it will cost.
1: I'll just photocopy it, mate. We'll photocopy <laughs> put it in a PDF. It'll be great.
0: Yeah, I think now you've announced that in, in <laughs> a thing that's broadcast on iTunes, I don't think we're going to get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, for personal use, I <clears> think. <throat> <laughs> Just everyone listening, can you keep a secret? <laughs> 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 we will uh, track down uh, a copy of the book. Uh, well, I, we're both going to get one, let's be honest. There's no way I'm missing out on that. So, um, yeah, that's something to look forward to. And until then, uh, when's our next pod going to be? Do you, you want to do a grand final recap? Think, do do we want to do a grand final preview as well or
1: Are there any ex Hawthorne players involved in any of the sides still going? I think Cole Chaney's still on the list at Adelaide.
0: <laughs> <laughs> do you reckon he's a chance? No. But uh
1: <laughs> trying to think. Hang on, okay, so there's Menegola. He spent some time at Hawthorne. Okay. Can we really barrack for Geelong? No. No, um, no is the answer to that.
0: <laughs> um, I want to say something about Kyle Chaney. Uh, part of my job, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, I, I'm an offline captioner, so I caption a lot of uh, TV shows for broadcast. That's uh, kind of my side job um, that I do alongside being a student. Oh, is this the, um, the Kyle Cheney
1: special for um, Channel 9? Yeah,
0: the Kyle Chaney Power Hour. <laughs> <laughs> How on earth did he come up? Adelaide have their own show uh, called The Crow Show. Brilliant. Basically, uh, <laughs> they do that, um, you know, rapid-fire questions in a minute where, like, uh, Brody Smith will, like, actually sit down with another Adelaide teammate and fire off questions. And one that's come up... They quite... sort of
1: videotape psychoanalysis. Is that is that what's going on here?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a bit weird at Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they do that rapid fire, you know, as many questions as you, as you can in a minute. And one that constantly comes up is um, who's the funniest player in the club? And Kyle Chaney, without fail, every time. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, he seems to be. Well, I mean. I
1: never found him at all funny. I <laughs> just... <laughs> Look, all, all, I, all I want
0: to say is, like, it's relative, isn't it? Adelaide, the, the, the playing list could be a very humorless bunch. And Kyle Chaney could just be king of the mountain by default. But, I don't know, maybe he is a really funny guy. We just never knew. It's it's
1: pretty strange, though. Kyle Chaney, you know, leaves Hawthorne, and then he ends up at the club with basically the most stacked back line in the <laughs> AFL. It's not very lucky.
0: No, it's not very lucky, but also... You know, it's doubly unlucky because he's not a bad player.
1: No, he he used to hold his own against some mightier opponents.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Now, speaking uh, of greats at the Hawthorne Football Club, you just reminded me one thing I do want to leave on is uh, Jordan Lyle. Oh, here we go.
1: If this is that day uh, Clarko was so exasperated that he just started laughing
0: um, (laughs) from the box, this will make great viewing. Well, Clarko (laughs) managed better than me. I wasn't laughing. <laughs> I, I did manage to uh, see ahead of time, there's a program coming out um, called Footy's Funniest. And uh, this particular episode, uh, it just basically recaps some of the funniest moments in uh, the last 50 years of AFL. It's quite a fun program. It's kind of like 20 to 1, but uh, actually interesting. Oh, okay. I want
1: to make sure they have that moment where Darren Creswell tries to get his kneecap back in, because that was <laughs> hilarious. Straighten your leg, you moron. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They might have it on a different episode. I don't know. I haven't seen that one yet. But one thing they did have, they had a compilation of some of the worst misses of all time, like shots for goal. Oh uh, And yeah. lo and behold, Jordan Lyle, I actually screenshotted you a play-by-play of that and where the ball ended up.
1: I'm definitely in that photo, just with my head in my hands, going, how did that happen?
0: What is he, dead center, 40 out? Directly in front. I don't even think it's 40 out, but he is directly in front. And, and, you know, like I said, taking screenshots for you, I just put them into MS Paint and I I had to, like, put a circle around where the ball ended up because <laughs> I didn't think you'd be able to see it. <laughs> that, was a, that was a hell of a game. Oh, it was just atrocious.
1: He had everything going for him, Jordan Long, and he just sort of scribbled it that day and then he got traded to Brisbane and... I think he was behind Fev and Brown up there but he didn't get a look there much and now I, th- I th- is he in the final next week in the VFL? No, I no 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 we we eliminated them, didn't we?
0: Notice how we haven't talked any Box Hill at all.
1: Yeah, well, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, fair enough. What is there to say?
1: It was very tough, wasn't it?
0: Outstanding season, disappointing result. Uh I don't know. What else is there to say really? Let's we move on. Well,
1: yeah, I suppose.
0: I look d I, I didn't mean I didn't mean to end the show on a downer. I thought the Jordan Lyle stuff would kill and we'd get out of here. <laughs> well, it, well they were just uh
1: outperformed on the day they out of the blown out of the water in the first ten minutes really. And uh didn't look likely after that. I notice you've started calling Ty Vickery T V. Oh
0: yeah, he's prime time T V. <laughs> That's
1: not bad. I don't mind that. <laughs>
0: That's his nickname from now on. <laughs> I know other supporters have plenty of other nicknames for him, but we won't go there.
1: No, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> no. So uh do you think Billy Murphy uh gets a gig next year on an AFL list? That could happen.
0: Yeah, uh, I would like to see that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He looked pretty good. Hanrahan kicked a goal, you know. David Mirror led again, he kicked two, I think. So they will be uh they'll be better for it. And I thought Chris Newman did very well in his first season as coaching aside. Uh, he got awarded VFL Coach of the Year, so... Uh, yeah,
0: so, I mean, it's one better than what Clarko managed. <laughs> Jeez, okay. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you he still might win this year's, so you never know. You're kidding, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am.
0: <laughs> All right, well, that seems like a good place to leave it. Uh, did we come to a conclusion? What are we, we going to do with the Grand Final? Depends
1: who's there. If it's, if it's GWS Adelaide... We're going to have an absolute marathon session about how interesting the game will be. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) if it's Richmond-Geelong, well, well,
0: wow. Okay, What, what I want to say right now, Tiz... Is if Richmond lose on the weekend, Mm -hmm. I think we have no choice but to come back next week and talk about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If only for me checking up on you to make sure you're all right and it's not pure pandemonium there. Oh no, I think they're pretty used to it, aren't they? That kind of
1: crushing disappointment.
0: Oh, no, not like this. No, no, they've not tasted anything like this for a while. (laughs) I'm I'm scared.
1: (laughs) I'm a little worried. I don't know. I'd like to
0: see him get very close. And
1: don't you have to lose one before you win one anyway? Isn't that the old adage?
0: <laughs> it's been the old adage for three decades. <laughs> all right. Well, you know that's as much sizzle as we're giving that right now. So you might see us back next week to talk about uh, about the grand final and give a preview, or you might hear us after the grand final. But uh, either way, we're going to be on Twitter, and you can follow all the action there at hook Talk Pod is where you want to catch us. And uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud as well, iTunes. Rate and review us on iTunes. We're on 37 five-star reviews. Let's bring it up to 40, hey? Nice round number, 45-star reviews. That'd be great.
1: Cade Stewart, five-star reviews. There you go. Maybe we can get him a contract. <laughs> it, it's it's so agonizing. I can't imagine being a player waiting for the BNF to come around and not really knowing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm personally worried about this podcast being renewed.
1: Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listeners, no one pays us for this Oh,
1: it's a shame
0: (laughs) All right, well, we will leave it there Tiz, it's been a pleasure Uh, Great hearing from you, it's been a while
1: Yeah, it's been good, hasn't it? You know, living in the vacuum over there I suppose AFL's still a bit interesting (laughs) Uh,
0: It it is and it isn't Uh, It feels weird to be out of that um, To be out of that scene And trying to keep up with it It's uh, some early mornings, I'll give you that But uh, they'll they'll be coming to an end soon, fortunately.
1: You're going to watch the prelims, are you?
0: Oh, I want to try, especially Richmond. But you know, I would I would never miss the grand final. That's a given. So uh, I'll be making sure I see that, whether it's at a bar. That's actually a very good sports bar in um, the heart of Toronto. So oh, really? Maybe that. uh, Yeah, it might be an option.
1: What time would it be on
0: there? I don't want to think about that right now. It's not great. The time difference <laughs> is not great. Uh, I'll figure something out. Anyway, we look forward to having you company when our next episode is. It'll be either next week or the week after that. You'll hear from us soon at Hawk Talk Pod. Get on there and chat with us. Cheers. It's been a pleasure. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.